Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Hey, warmer, feather low. Welcome to Lobby Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you. We're going to be joined in a few minutes by Sean's Rule. Truth be told, we did this interview prior to the start of game number four. And for those that watch game number four, you know that that got out of hand very, very early. But that said, we're going to be taking a look at the overall tenor of the series right now. What the Rangers injuries do to them. Because we did see Max Scherz along with Adolis Garcia get replaced as... Now Brock Burke, along with Ezekiel Duran, are on the Rangers roster to replace those two gentlemen. How that affects them. How he is taking a look at Game 5 of the World Series with it being Mr. Zach Allen going up against Nathan Avaldi. And then I'm going to give you guys my picks and analysis in the second part of the show as we touch them all for Game Number 5 of the World Series. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we go for those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at gnet underscore 81. Keep in mind, Larry CM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline, and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five-star review, and this is a game that got completely out of hand very, very early in the World Series. So let's take a look at how we got a very lopsided result, and now the Rangers are now leading in the World Series by a count of 3-1. to one. A game through yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Now, I am doing this in the bottom of the sixth inning with the Arizona Diamondbacks threatening just a tad, and they just grounded into a double play, so they are no longer threatening just a tad. As after six innings, the Rangers are up by a count of 10-1. to one. I have to pre-record this a little bit because of the Greg Peterson experience that is from midnight to 3 Eastern time, 9 to midnight Pacific, but this is a game that won over the total and the Rangers. They're currently up by a count of 10 to 1. They got five very solid innings out of Andrew Heaney giving up one run. Right now, Dane Nutting is out there and you got to figure that he's going to go for multiple innings as for the Rangers. This game really was put into 
a chokehold slash a hammer lock, if you will, with two home runs. Marcus Simeon, who has been struggling all postseason long, he goes deep off of Luis Frias. That was a three-run shot in the third inning, and then Corey Seager, his third of the World Series, his sixth of the postseason, off of Kyle Nelson in the second inning. As for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they actually were not trailing until the second inning. They got Joe Mantiply to give a scoreless inning, and then got in a little bit of trouble. He would ultimately give up one run, and then Miguel Castro was all over the place, gave up three runs while getting just one out of the bullpen. Kyle Nelson allows one of those home runs, gives up three runs, only one of which was earned as he was hurt by a Christian Walker error along the way. And then Luis Frias, he gives up the other of those home runs, all three of his runs run earned. And as of right now, Ryan Nelson holding down the four for three scoreless settings for Arizona, but too little too late in the Diamondbacks. They currently have five men stranded on base to the Rangers one. So the Rangers have been very opportunistic in game number four. They are going to take a three to one series lead. And that means that overs are now leading in the postseason. 19 overs, 18 unders, and three pushes. We have seen road teams just continue to absolutely dominate as road teams 25 and 15 on the money line here in the postseason. And most places close as the Diamondbacks being a favorite. And that will bring underdogs to 25 and 14 on the money line with one game being a relative pick'em. So that's what we're getting in the World Series right now. And that's how the Texas Rangers are currently up by a commanding 3-1 to one with regards to the World Series. And a man that is in great command with giving out great baseball picks. A man that does an amazing job being able to take a look at this fine sport. That would be our good friend Sean's role of Action Network. His projections with regards to both baseball and UFC. As we know, baseball coming to an end in the next few days. But Sean keeps himself busy year-round, much like he does an amazing job with baseball. He also does a terrific job with the UFC as well over there at Action Network. And you're able to follow Sean on Twitter slash X at his first and last name. Sean's role, that last name is spelled Z-E-R-I-L-O-O. And keep in mind, it's S-E-A-N on Sean because you've got a couple spellings for Sean. And it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. You also have a Sean Figgins, C-H-O-N-E. It is S-E-A-N, not like Sean Figgins or not S-H-A-W-N, like Sean Green. But yeah, the normal spelling as far as I'm concerned but not the phonetic spelling. It's the one that I'm most used to as well, and it's been great to be able to get you aboard all season long. And we are doing this behind the curtain before game number four was able to wrap up. But fortunately, this is one of these rare games where we know what we're getting with regards to the starters. We know that it's going to be Zach Allen going for the Arizona Diamondbacks. We know that's going to be Nathan Evaldi going for the Rangers, unless if we see a repeat of 2018. We have seen Nathan Evaldi pitching super-duper long relief. I am not expecting that happen in this game but how do you view this game number five because if you look at how these two starters performed in game number one you saw Nathan Evaldi have his struggles in that game number one and if it wasn't for Corey Seager's ninth inning home run Zach Allen gets a win in that one yeah I bet on Arizona and the under in game one I bet on the under too early it moved up I believe it opened at eight and a half moved down to eight I think I betted at eight at plus money ended up moving back up to eight and a half by close obviously both of those numbers lost in the ninth inning, but I was also on Arizona. So I anticipate that I will be on Arizona in game five. It's a bit more difficult. I'm going to handicap the full game line, you know, with the bullpen game slated for game four, right? That both teams had two days off headed into game one. So slightly different situation in terms of figuring out exactly where you want to line that game. But I made Arizona plus 133 on the road in game one. And if you're flipping that, around to a home park, 7-8% for home field advantage. So plus 133, let's just do the odds right here, plus 133 is about 
still flipping home field. You would expect to have them between even money and minus 110 in terms of a projection. Now, the way the market settled for the game one price, Texas closed about minus 150. And you would anticipate if you were to move the same starters, everything being the same, moving from being Texas at home to Arizona at home, that line should probably be closer to Texas minus 110. So we'll see how the bullpen shake out, how teams, you know, play it. If Arizona falls behind early in terms of game four, if Arizona falls behind early, I think they're just going to stick with the plan and use basically every arm in that bullpen to try to win this game because you can't fall behind 3-1. But if Texas falls behind early in game four, there is a chance they may just let Andrew Heaney eat it. I think the Adelis Garcia injury certainly skews things as well. That's certainly going to address the pricing for game five as well. But if you were to just take the exact same game from game one, translating it to a different park for game five, Texas, I would expect to be about minus 110 after the Garcia injury, assuming he's not going to play. I'm assuming you might get even money on Texas, and this is probably just going to be a pick em in the betting market, maybe when it opens. But I'm hoping I can get plus 110, plus 105, maybe even money on the Diamondbacks in Game 5. As I said, I bet them in Game 1. I thought the line was a little bit overinflated their way, and I'm hoping it's still just overinflated their way in Game 5. Yep, and to your point, literally five minutes before we came on this podcast, Adolis Garcia got taken off the roster. He has been replaced by Ezekiel nope. Duranu. I mean, he's a capable bat, but I think we can both agree that's a big power downgrade for a Texas Rangers team in which one of their best attributes is their power. Absolutely. And, you know, we've seen like teams over the past five years win postseason games at at 83, 84% clip when they outhomer their opponents. It does sort of even the power discrepancy between these two teams on top of the fact that Max Scherzer is now a mystery for game seven. So Arizona, to me, has the better bullpen not only in terms of just the better bullpen in a vacuum, but also the better bullpen in terms of the matchups. Texas's bullpen, when you look into the splits with guys like Chapman, obviously a lefty, but even Josh Spores has reverse splits. They're a more functional bullpen against lefties than they are against righties. And I've been waiting for them to melt down all series, essentially. I anticipate that it's going to come at some point. They've been vastly overachieving in the playoffs as a bullpen. They have about a six and a half, seven percent strikeout minus walk rate. They're routinely walking guys to lead off innings and then getting double plays to bail out of it. So at some point, one of those hits is going to come after back-to-back walks to lead off an inning. Hopefully the Diamondbacks can get to their bullpen in game four. But I think over the remainder of their series, that matchup thing where they have the arms to shut down Carroll with their high leverage relievers. But I don't really think against the Diamondbacks righty heavy lineup. It's the best matchup for Texas. So if this series extends and Max Scherzer is a huge question mark for Game 7, maybe he gets replaced off the roster as well. He actually just uh, has been replaced by Brock Burke. He has been replaced, too. Yeah, so we, I mean, we literally started this podcast like right as all this news is happening. I would anticipate they'll try to save Gray for Game 7 then, if they can. But, I mean, it just makes the pitching matchup like relatively, even if not tilt towards Arizona without Fott's been pitching. I've had to upgrade Fott substantially, and I think he's an ace headed into – 2024. I'd want Fott in all fantasy leagues, just absolutely everywhere. I think Fott is a lead. The way he was able to to get through that Rangers lineup kind of impressed me. I thought he was going to walk guys and have trouble getting chases, but he really didn't. 
Yeah, with Brandon Fought, I've had to make a massive upgrade to him as well as joining me on the show. We do have Sean's really does amazing work over at Action Network. And with regards to the series, I do think that it is pretty earth-shattering, the fact that we've got both Max Scherzer and Adolis Garcia, we just explained, out of the fold. And I still do think that the Diamondbacks are up against it a little bit. No doubt about it. If they don't win game number four, then it's really a case where even with all these injuries, they are certainly looking like a team that's going to be really up against it. But that said, I do think that it is very big that I now see how the full now with Max Scherzer being out, being replaced by Brock Burke. That means that with regards to the Texas Rangers, they are really going to need to piecemeal things together if they do make it to a game number seven. And though they are going to have home field advantage, we have seen the Texas Rangers actually be substantially better on the road than they have been at home this offseason and this postseason. And I do think that it just causes in general for a little bit more even series with the news that broke on Tuesday. It was about a 3% adjustment for me. I had pulled both guys off the roster after what I had seen. You know, it's a bit of a gamble, right? When you don't know what is handicappers, sometimes we have to take the information we have available to us. And I spent an entire summer not just you know, collecting data on defensive players and, you know, handicapping, not handicapping, but highlighting information and box scores that is more detailed working for a company called Sports Info Solutions that supplies a lot of advanced data to all of the websites that people use like Fangraphs and ESPN. But a large part of that too was diagnosing injuries on the fly and severity of injury, you know, not actually diagnosing a guy with an oblique strain, even though It was very obvious to me that that's what happened to Garcia, but more so diagnosing severity of injury. And it was just very apparent looking at both guys and the body language that they were done. I had to pull them both off the roster and I would have made Texas about 72% favorites with a 2-1 lead, assuming Scherzer and Garcia were both healthy. But with both guys removed from the roster, I downgraded them by about 3% over the remainder of the series. So I I have Texas at 69% with a 2-1 lead headed into game three. If they pull ahead and go to 3-1, I'll make them 89%, again, with Scherzer and Garcia already off the roster. Obviously, the bullpens could continue to swing things even more, but it really just comes down to the splits and the back-end relievers for Texas. I don't think they're as well set up to deal with Arizona's lineup as they were a lineup like Houston's. They needed to go after Tucker and Alvarez. They just have better relievers for those guys than they do for guys like Tommy Pham and Lourdes Gurriel. But also their middle relievers, Dunning and John Gray. And now Gray has to be, you know, their their seven starter, their game seven starter. It's Brock Burke. So the middle relievers, the bridge to get to that back end are just converted starters. It's Martin Perez. It's guys who you don't want to be really using other than for mop-up duty. I think that is a big advantage for Arizona as well. All their guys are used to pitching out of the bullpen. Texas's guys are mostly converted starters in the middle innings. Yeah, but I do think that that's really big as well because the way that you prepare as a starter versus the way that you prepare as a bullpen piece, I've talked to quite a few former pitchers about this. It's very, very different. And trying to make that transition on the fly, it is not easy to say the least. As Sean Zerola does great work over at Action Network, is joining me on coast, is joining me right here on the baseball betting show. And Sean, in terms of the total for game number five, because we were talking a little bit more about the side, it feels like both you and I 
are thinking we're going to get a little bit of an edge with Arizona. Obviously, hard to say that for certain until you see those opening numbers, but I'm with you. I did bet Arizona game number one on the money line. Fortunately, I was on the over, and that home run helped out quite a bit, but that money line sting was certainly there with the Arizona Diamondbacks, but how would you gauge a total for this game number five, knowing that Adoles Garcia is now going to be out of the fold, and also knowing that Zach Allen has just been quite a bit of a different pitcher at home rather than on the road this season? Gallon's also just kind of struggled more so, you know, down the stretch in the second half. I think he might, and in the playoffs, I think he might just be a little bit worn down. He doesn't really have the type of stuff to get the Rangers to chase. He has to pound his own a little bit, and that doesn't seem like a strategy that has worked as well. If you don't have the stuff to, like, blow it by these Rangers hitters at the top of the zone, it is a little bit more difficult. Obviously, Jankowski being in there for Adelis Garcia changes things slightly, but again, like, if the Diamondbacks are going to use all of their lefties and all of their relievers in game four, it just puts more pressure on Gallon to go deeper in game five. So I make the total about 8.9, obviously dependent on the roof, as always, in Chase Field. I have not adjusted for the umpire yet. Need to look into the umpire data for game five. I make the total about 8.9. I would assume it opens either 8.5 juiced up or a flat nine based on where I have it projected. And it seemed like it was ultimately pretty fair with where it settled for game one, I just ended up being on the wrong side of the movement. But I do view Arizona as being a little bit more of a pitcher's ballpark than Texas. We have seen in Texas just harebrained games in general, and even with the roof open in Arizona, if we do get that, I just have been viewing this Arizona ballpark, and it has been playing a little bit more pitcher-friendly. It is a little bit deeper, so that should be able to help out a fly ball pitcher like Zach Allen, who has been giving up quite a bit of harder contact this season as well. So I just I just all... worry the day after a bullpen game. Sorry to interject, Greg, but I just worry the day after a bullpen game. You do have the off day right after game five, but there's the potential like in game two to where Martin Perez just sort of got hung out the dry and gave up late runs and burned that under. I feel like there's a potential for that to happen in game four or five as well, where one of these teams just like writes off the loss and looks forward to the next day. So I could see like one of these starters, Heaney or maybe a mop-up guy just sort of ruining the under with some late runs. Especially if it's two to two, because if it's three to one, the team that is down three to one, we know that 100%. they are not leaving anyone out to dry. We know that they are doing everything humanly possible to try to get that thing back to Texas. So I do think that that is an important aspect. Sean, you're doing an amazing job taking a look at this World Series. I mentioned it as well. Once the MLB season is done, your season is not done because you do a great job with the UFC. And I know you do a great job just all throughout the year with regards to your futures bets as well. Taking a look at what you're going to be betting in terms of the 2024 awards market and so much more as well. So love to get people at home. Know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Zarillo. Just Google my name with Action Network and I'm sure you will find my entire article archive as well. And for the remainder of the World Series, you should check out the Payoff Pitch Podcast. We will have podcasts every weekday throughout the remainder of the playoffs. So not much time left in the baseball season, but if you want your baseball content, we'll have you covered every day. Sean does an amazing job day in and day out all throughout the entirety of the season of taking a look at this game that we know and love every single time he's joined this podcast throughout the season has always lent amazing insights. It is always great to get Sean aboard. A big thanks to Sean's role for joining me on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you my picks and analysis for Game 5 of the World Series as we touch them all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, 
I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, they want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here love you, Las Vegas, for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. Always good to be able to get Sean Zerola aboard. He does amazing work taking a look at the great game of baseball. He has been joining me all season long, and I mean it when I say it. Take a look at his UFC work as well. He does an amazing job on that front, so... Much like I do college basketball when baseball's out of season, he does UFC pretty much all throughout the year because UFC is one of the ultimate 12 months out of the year sports, and he does an amazing job on both of those fronts with his projections, and has been great to be able to get him aboard all season long. Big thanks to Sean for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you my picks and analysis for game number five of the World Series as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter slash X feed at GNN underscore D1. Very easy to go in Las Vegas station order when we've got one game. So let us dive in on 955-956 on the betting board. It is the Walker Texas Rangers. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Arizona Diamondbacks with Zach Gallen going for the Sinks. Nathan Ovaldi is going for the Rangers with the nature of the World Series because I do have to record this before the Greg Peterson experience, which is 9 to midnight Pacific time, midnight to 3 Eastern time on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Do I have to do this while we are still awaiting openers, but... Unless if something unforeseen happens, I'm pretty sure my TK Network write-up is going to be on the Diamondbacks money line. I personally have set them at a minus 128. We were talking about it a little bit before with the Adolos Garcia injury for the Texas Rangers. That's massive because while the Texas Rangers could throw out their lineup when he was in there where he was the only guy that during the regular season hit below a 258, 
He is their top home run hitter, and he had hit a home run in five straight games before the last two games they'd actually played in in the World Series. Now they have Ezekiel Duran in the full, which he's not a bad hitter. He was able to hit a double-figure amount of homers. He does a good job being able to move the line, but that's a pretty substantial downgrade for a Texas Rangers team in which has relied upon power all season long. This is a top-four team with regards to home runs on a per-at-bat basis, and you do want to be mindful that with the Texas Rangers, they do see quite a bit of a drop with regards to their power numbers when they're on the road rather than when they are at home. At home for the Texas Rangers, number two in the big leagues with regards to home runs on a per at-bat basis, 20th on the road. That is regular season and postseason combined. And while you can have your fear of Zach Gallon starting to wear down, he has given up three plus runs at each out of his last three starts here in the postseason. He has been substantially better at home rather than on the road. And here in the postseason, he's only had one home start. That was against the Philadelphia Phillies. And the Phillies at the time were pretty hot and then they cooled down towards the back half of that series. But you take a look at what Gallon has been able to do all season long at home. 260 ERA, 0.75 home runs, and 1.7 walks a lot per nine innings compared to a 4.52 ERA on the road with 1.3 home runs and 2.8 walks a lot per nine innings. Meanwhile, got someone named Nathan Ovaldi that if you want to date it back to September 1st across his last 11 starts, he has a 5.82 ERA with just under 1.8 home runs allowed per nine innings, and he has given up at least three runs in seven out of his last 10 starts. No doubt about it. He's pitched much better here in October than he did in September when he had the north of nine ERA in October. It's been more of a 3.52 ERA, but you have to wonder if he's wearing down a little bit as well because he was dealing with an injury towards back half of the season as well, and both of these teams had to exhaust so many bullpen pieces in that game number four, but you really do give the leg up to the Arizona Diamondbacks with this aspect as well. With the Arizona Diamondbacks, you date it back to September 1st, and this has been a top five bullpen with regards to ERA. 248 ERA, 0.9 home runs per nine innings a lot. As a matter of fact, that's number three in the big leagues, while the Rangers bullpen in this exact same time span, going into game number four, by the way, 465 ERA, 1.4 home runs allowed per nine innings, and now with Max Scherzer being out of the fold, it's a little bit more of a hands-on-deck approach for the team, with John Gray being thrown a little bit off-kilter as well. So, you've got a lot of aspects that are a little bit less favorable for the Rangers. Now, they still have the better offense. You still have Corey Seager going into game number four, already had a pair of home runs in the series, including a big one in game number one. You still have been able to have so many guys like an Evan Carter be able to move the line, but Marcus Simeon has been cold as well. Both of these teams have a struggling slugger that if either of these guys are able to bust out, it can be a little bit of a difference maker in the series. You had Marcus Simeon entering into game number four, hitting below the Meadows line of 200 with one home run here in the postseason. Christian Walker has been hitting right around about a buck seventy going into game number four with just one home run and over 50 at-bats of his own. Meanwhile, you've had Ketel Marte who entered into game number four on that just ridiculous 19-game hit streak. He has been so consistent for this Arizona Diamondbacks team. Diamondbacks draw a few fewer walks than the Texas Rangers, but they make do for it with the fact that they are a top three team in the big leagues with regards to stolen bases, so that's pretty massive. Now with the Diamondbacks, they are a little bit more of a swing and miss team here in the postseason. They've been averaging about nine strikeouts per game, so that is something that I see a little bit fearful with them, but the bottom of the full with Alec Thomas entering into game number four with four home runs. Geraldo Perdomo, Emmanuel Rivera, along with Thomas, who I just mentioned. These guys being able to do a nice job moving the line with Perdomo and and Rivera both hitting above a 285. That's massive for this team because 
with the Rangers, I was mentioning it, one through nine, you really don't get a break with this lineup, even without having Ezekiel Duran in the fold. You've had guys like Jonah Heim and company be able to step up. Nathaniel Lowe, I think that he's due to be able to bust out, entered into game number four, hitting right around the middle line of 200, along with Leone Tavares here in the postseason. But you know that those two guys are very solid hitters, and you've been able to get three home runs this postseason out of Josh Young as well. He's done a pretty solid job hitting about a 285. So it's such an interesting ordeal with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They've scored fewer runs at home rather than on the road, about 4.7 runs per game on the road this season compared to about 4.4 runs per game at home going into game number four at home during the postseason for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Just over three runs per game, but yet they've been able to win quite a few of those home postseason games with their pitching, and I think that Zach Allen going to be able to lock it down. I set my total at an 8.3, so 8 or less going to be taking a look at the over 8.5 prior to the under. you got to figure that both of these teams are going to utilize their more trustworthy pieces out of the bullpen in game number four for the Arizona Diamondbacks, Kevin Ginkle, along with Paul Sewald, your main guys, but I just have a little bit more faith in the likes of Miguel Castro, Luis Frias, rather than the Texas Rangers, that when they have to throw out there someone like a Will Smith who gets jiggy with it, that's not great. Or Aldis Chapman, we've seen his postseason struggles, other than Jose LeClerc, hard to have a lot of faith in this team, but I will say, bringing in Brock Burke, we've seen some flashes of brilliance from him, we've also seen him have his issues as well, so lots to be able to take a look at, but with regards to DK Network, right, a pick. If I can get the Diamondbacks at a minus 125 or less, which I'll be honest here, I am fully banking on that. I'm going to be writing them up as I set the Diamondbacks at a minus 128, and then eight or less, going to be taking a look at the over eight and a half or higher to the under. And that will wrap things up for the Wednesday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beast of Family Podcast. Big thanks to Sean Sorrell of Action Network for joining me in the last segment. If you do like hearing from this fine podcast, the Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is by Twitter slash X timeline at GNN underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, maybe it does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. And this means that I'll be coming back at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.